aforementioned C. Bleasy, and I know uh, this is my colleague and counterpart Jerome Burns, Ooh. and we're going to do a podcast. I realized I should probably introduce you more often than I do, because I, I hope people don't go all the way back to the beginning and listen, um, or maybe I do. I don't know. I've got a buddy at school. He started back at the beginning. <laughs> it's funny because like we we still don't know what we're doing, but we're better at it. Um, I had a gig on Friday down near Purchase, which is where we went to school. Um, it was at a gala. I thought it was gala. It was it was a, it was one or the other. I'm not sure. Tomato, 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 potato. So I I uh, yeah I played there, and they were like they wanted it's a fundraiser first of all. And so they had a whole bunch of people there and they, um, it's for like an art center where a lot of kids go to summer camps and stuff, mm. uh, rich kids. Like I'm fairly certain there are zero non-rich kids that go to this thing. So you got paid pretty well? Uh, I got paid 150 bucks for the night. It's, I guess, normal. I don't know. It was fine. No, not for rich kids. That's. It, it was for a fundraiser for this art center. So All right whatever i i didn't know any of that they said hey do you want to come play for 150 bucks and i said okay so they said when i get there well first of all they we emailed back and forth like while i was still in canada and stuff and they're like hey so we're getting ready for it we're really excited um would would you want to like play on the the main stage for a little bit and i was like yeah sure and then he emailed me back a little later he was like so we have a pa system for you is there anything else you need and I'm like, well, I'm driving to this one. I'm not flying, so I can bring like a mic stand and stuff. But if you have a table for me, that'd be nice. He's like, yeah, we got that. So I show up and I start. He's like, all right, so you're going to be out here. And he brings me literally outside. Was that a bad thing? Uh, Friday night was not warm. <laughs> Friday night. I mean, it was a little rainy. It was covered, but but it was cold. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'll deal with it. And he's like, these tables, we're going to have kids set up. They're going to be doing Minecraft because the whole thing was about like, technology and how they're doing things. And so they were going to be talking about how Minecraft is a creative outlet. I'm like, that's dope. And it'll be cool because I, my audience is kids and I can at least like talk to the kids while yeah, yeah. this thing is going on. Cause most of the time adults are really awful to play for. And so, um, we, we kind of start, well, okay, first of all, I'm like, so, where's this PA system? He's like, oh, that's on the main stage. I don't have an, and so we had to like, <laughs> like, you know, I would have brought an amp, but you literally said in the email, we have a PA system for you. And I always bring an amp to these things if I can drive, just in case. And I, I almost never use it, but this one I didn't, and of course. So we had to basically take the PA system apart and use part of it out there. Nice. So then finally, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, when do you want me to start playing? Because nobody's like coming outside. And he's like, well, that's kind of the reason I want you to play out here is to like get people to come out. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so I start playing a little bit, but nobody's there yet. So it's weird. So I'm not going to like play a piece. 
So I just started kind of like looping a couple of chords and kind of improvising around it just for fun. I was using the silent brass thing so I could, mm-hmm. I didn't have to be like playing out loud into this microphone by myself outside. It was just like a weird situation to begin with. And so then I start making something kind of cool. And this guy comes over to me with like a martini who was like <laughs> one of the guests who was talking to like the Minecraft kids who were right next to me. He's like, hey, so could you turn that down? Oh, man. <laughs> And I'm like, I mean, I could, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't have to play. Like, I don't care, but that's why I'm here. And he's like, well, we're trying, like, they're talking about their <clears throat> Minecraft stuff and, you know, we want to hear it. And I'm like, well, that's a good point. And that's not my fault. And it's certainly not their fault. And so I go up to the guy and he's like, oh, well, could you kind of split the difference? I'm like, I play the trombone, first of all. Second of all, I'm amplifying it. I can't really do that quietly because that's kind of not the point. And so I stopped playing well, the, the trombone. The whole point was for you to bring people outside. Yeah. And, and to be fair, he, he said, he's like, well, if there are people out there, then I'm happy. Like, that's, that's the whole point. It was to get people out there. So if there's people out there, it's fine. I'm like, okay. So I just didn't want you to walk by and be like, why aren't you playing? And he's like, no, it's fine. So I started making beats on the iPad and having it like a low drone in the background, right? Yeah, yeah. And like basically GarageBand and then I was looping it. And I made, I basically played these two chords for like two hours uh, and just kind of played around with the different things that I could do with that. Uh, and it was really, really soft, like in the background. I was not doing anything. Although by the end of it, I could not feel my hands because it was so cold out. <laughs> And so then he wanted me to do two 15-minute sets before this big auction and after, right? And so I start moving my stuff in a little early because, again, I couldn't feel my hands and I was kind of over being out there as, like, background music to Minecraft people, which was, again, fine. I'm just like, why am I here? Sounds like a nice meditation. <laughs> it kind of was. Two chords. It was, it was not bad. And so I go in and he's like, all right, now what I would love is for you to like get everybody's attention. So then like we have their attention for the auction. I'm like, okay, can I talk to them through the PA? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So I I go like right up on the mic and turn it up as, you know, pretty much as loud as I can. Hey everybody, I don't like mean to stop you from talking to each other, but uh, I'm going to do a little performance and uh, all this stuff. And like nobody even turned their head to be like oh somebody's talking like the people right next to the speaker where my voice was coming out literally started to like raise their voice so they could talk to each other still but they didn't even look at all and i'm like okay and so now i start doing this loop and you literally hear everybody talking each iteration of the loop like the background noise gets louder because you can hear everybody oh man and there's like feedback because i had to turn it up so loud so i could hear it it was really really awful and uh do you know dan gloud you remember him yeah yeah sax player from from school so he had like a a jazz quintet there and they were playing most of the night and i was playing you know just before and after the auction and so i was hanging out with him a little bit and i'm like and so after i did my 15 minute set of just like something whatever like it didn't i realized like 15 seconds in i could do whatever i want because nobody's listening and so I just kind of played around. I did play a piece, but it was like, this is very much something that like you have to pay attention to at least at the beginning to see what I'm doing and why it's intriguing. But if you're just like, if it's on in the background, it's not. And so, and it's like just a weird genre of like commercial classical music in the background. So anyway, uh, I finished that and I go talk to Dan and I'm just like, I just 
got like finished with my 10 day thing in Canada where people were literally treating me like a saint. I'm like, Oh my God, you're a celebrity. And I'm like, I don't need that. Like meet me halfway and treat me like a normal person. But the universe just stopped it. I don't need this. And so, (laughs) all right. Welcome back. No, I didn't think I don't, I didn't, I don't need this until that day when I was like, I need a little bit of that. Like, okay, you're not a celebrity and you're also not like a jester to dance for all of these rich people who come to this fundraiser. It's probably just a rich people thing. Oh man, it definitely is. Definitely is. And so then uh, they did the auction, which was just like awful to be around, at least not coming from a family with, you know, a lot of money. It's like, oh yeah. God, it's just it's disgusting. The raffle. Then I was supposed to play a second 15 minute set leading out. And so I decided, I did this thing in Vancouver where I did the first two chords to um, Chameleon. Yeah. So like, uh, just these two chords over and over. Sorry, the audio I'm getting is a little screwy. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) Trust me, it's the two chords over and over. So I just, I. Wait, do that again. Oh, yeah? It sounded like it was getting better. So I just, um, in Vancouver, I did this one and I'm sad I did it only the last concerts I did because it was really cool. Although the whole reason was there was like a jazz group there and there were these really, really great musicians and I wasn't going to use them at all uh, because they were playing their own stuff. And I was like, hey, can I include you on a tune? And they're like, yeah, of course, let's do it. And so I set up, I had the whole audience sing the chords just over and over these two and, you know, two of the notes are the same in both chords. So half the audience is literally singing the same note for the entire song. It's very easy to do that, just drone on, and then the other people are singing two notes. And so I had them do that. It's very easy for them to sing those notes and snap at the same time. So I didn't need any technology. And then I started like improvising a little bit. Then I brought the guys up to improvise as well. And then I set up the loop with the bass line. Yeah. And then the band comes in and I just cut the loop. Very cool. Like we don't need my technology at that point. It's fun to just actually play the tune. And it went really, really well. It went okay. The first concert in Vancouver, second time, uh, it was like super tight. I'm actually going to put it on YouTube, I think. Uh, cause why don't you collaborate with the, with Dan's group? So he, it, it was just like a four hire quintet. They just threw together. It's not like he has a group. Um, or if he does, yeah, that wasn't it. They're probably good. No, they're very good. So that's that's exactly what yeah, we yeah. did for the second set. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I was like, I set up the thing. He's like, hey, just 15 minutes. I'm like, can I just seamlessly bring the guys up? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I play these two chords <laughs> over and over and over and started kind of noodling around. And then I started looking for Dan <laughs> in the crowd and I like couldn't find him. And so I just kept like playing. It probably went on for like 20 minutes. And I, I finally just left. And so, of course, the looper just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> so I just left and like went to find Dan. <laughs> and then I found him. And I'm like, hey, let's go play. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And so they all went up. And then we played Chameleon. And it was like really hot. It was great. I just, that tune is so easy to like jam on. It's two chords literally the whole time. Yeah. And a lot of people know it, which is kind of interesting. For a tune like that it's the go-to and so 
uh, anytime I have a live band, that's definitely going to be, yeah, my go-to cause it's, it's just so easy and fun. But like my plan was to get the audience to sing again cause it went so well. And mm. I got up there, I'm like, all right, Hey everybody, like for the first set and just nothing. And for the second set, I swear. So my microphone was pretty close to the speaker and that was why I was getting some feedback, but there was somebody standing like so close to me playing with their back turned. So like <laughs> their back was almost touching the microphone. It was like, I'm, this instrument is loud. You should have poked him with, with your slide, just kind of nudged him. It was on the other side. I would have. Like, my slide was on the right and he was on the left. But, yeah, it was uh, it was such, like, a crappy thing where, you know how, like, our, our colleagues in school would be like, oh, I don't want to do that gig. It's not musically fulfilling. And you're like, shut up. Take the gig. You're you know, 20 years old. Remember that whole thing? What is this? This is just a, a thing that I heard people doing in college when they would get offered a gig and not take it because it wasn't musically fulfilling. Mm, I don't know. It depends on the gig. Does it though? When you're 20 years old? When you're 20? Yeah. When you're in school and, and you get offered a gig, you take the gig. Who cares? I mean, you didn't do some of the parades. Because I hate parades. Because you hate parades, but... I did one, and I remember... You did do one, though. Yeah. But, like, that's kind of my point. And, it, like, I don't know, the whole musically fulfilling, that sounds a little... Like, it was just like, no, I don't... Parades suck. But I don't know. Other, other gigs, you have to think about how long is it going to take me to get there. Sure. Those are, like, logistical things, not like... That is, that is just not worth it. But not like the music I'm playing isn't going to fulfill me. You know, I don't know about fulfilling, but I think if the music's really bad, but they're paying you. No, who cares? Not in college. Oh, all right. Maybe if you're in college, that's what I'm saying. If you were in school, you don't do that. And then I started to feel this like I'm too good for this gig at this last one, which is the first time I've ever felt that where it's like, I'm not going to. Well, some of the parades. That's very true. (laughs) That's that's another one where you're like, I I'm too good for this. I don't need to take this gig. Some of those parades, though, I've had really a lot of fun with those guys. It's like, it really depends. Um, yeah. And so I stopped, I stopped taking those ones that were too far away. Like you were saying, like, is it really worth it to travel that whole time? So I only take them if they're like, if they pay way more than usual or if they're like only a half hour drive away. Or if you don't have anything else going on that day. Well, no. <laughs> Not if it's in like well, no, I Long mean, Island. Talking about log- logistics stuff, you know, it's. Right, like, all right, that this, has a lot this, to do with This it. doesn't pay amazingly, but, you know, it's it's doable. I should do it. Yeah. Versus like, oh, well, I'm going to have to really cram this in here. Right, yeah, that's not worth it. There was one I did in uh, Newburgh. You know where that is? Newburgh. Marlboro. Remember the Falcon? Did you ever play there with any of the oh, bands? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, kind of near there, there was one, and it was a big band gig, and I was playing like third trombone or something. And it paid $35 and free booze. And of course, I don't drink alcohol, so it was $35. But I took it because I hadn't been playing, like, I was probably the only big band gig I played that whole year where I wasn't, like, soloing just for a tune or whatever. $35. $35. I don't even think that paid for the gas to, to get play there at the Falcon? No, no, it was just some random place it was it was like a cool idea for a gig it's just there's not enough money in it yeah i guess the the free booze what what free beer yeah free beer i guess i don't know but it was probably crap beer 
Probably, but... That, I don't think that's worth it. That's definitely not worth it. No, no. And I knew that going into it, though. But if it's like, an, if you're going to, if you're playing a bar or something and it's open bar, yeah. oh, man. Okay. I don't think so. Not for me. Oh, man. You think I should take those gigs and not drink and sell the beer back? No, I mean, you, you could get sodas. I don't drink soda. You could get... Yeah. You could get... Mm-hmm. Maybe you could drink the mixers. <laughs> I mean, I once in a while I'll have like get a, a Virgin Bloody Mary. Once in a while I'll do something like that. I that's not a reason to leave the house. I'll take a rum and coke, hold the rum, and the coke. Uh, <laughs> just some ice cubes for me to chew on, please. You're like that'll be five dollars. Just just give me the glass. Yeah, I want to look like I'm holding something. Um, and I left my water bottle at that gig. Ooh. Just this past one, the gala. Ooh. And it's like a nice glass one, and it was purple. Oh. I got it for Christmas, I think. So you know what I did when I got home? Because I realized right when I got home, that's because I, I go to reach for it in my cup holder in my car, and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> like after all that shit. And so I, I get inside, and I went on Amazon.com, and I ordered two of them. And guess what's in my hand right now? A replacement bottle. Yeah, it's the exact same kind. I don't know how. And I have another one. But it's, but it's not quite the same. Oh, it's exactly the same. Um, I'm very happy. That's well, not as fun. It's it's perfect. I, I looked at other ones and I was like, nah, that one was great. I'm going to get another one. It was like, are you an Amazon Prime member? I am. Uh, but just because my mom is, I don't pay for it. Nice. So I also got a power converter for when I go to places that don't have the whole 110, 120 volt power converter thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in the Philippines, they, they had one, luckily. Otherwise, I would have blown my equipment. Like when I was in Russia, you remember that story? And I blew oh, all my yeah. equipment. So now I have one. Uh, and it smells like my grandfather's basement, which is actually kind of nice. And I think I'm going to bring it home so my family can smell it and tell me what that smell is. Um, because it's delightful. It smells like electronics and, uh, and grease. And grease. Um, I also got... Man, I, I spent a lot of money today. We haven't even talked about food. Ugh. So I got mangoes, right? You know I like mangoes. Mango. But here's the thing. Have you gone like produce shopping enough to notice price trends? Um, what do you mean? Like if they have way too many things. Because like the way stuff grows is not the way it sells. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they have to price things. Like, they just had a ton of mangoes, and so they're really cheap because they got to sell them all. You know? Like, it, it's more worth it for them to sell them at a lower price than yeah. to throw them out. Yeah. So they were 75 cents when usually they're like a dollar, dollar fifty. So I bought like five or six of them, and they're all ripe. That's the other thing. Like, they are not going to last at all. And so that was pretty delightful. Also, there's no like blackberries all of a sudden. And I'm just like noticing these things. There's cherries for the first time. Uh, I, I haven't been doing the whole eating healthy produce uh, this time of year before. I, I would still be doing the whole pasta and uh, chicken diet, you know, last year at this time. I mean, I just go with, with what's cheapest. Let's go, it's on sale. Cool. Yeah. that's So that's actually probably, if you're going to eat it right away, that's probably a good way to go because it means it's probably, you know, ripe and ready to, ready to eat. Usually in the summer... Especially when I go to Costco, that's usually when the, the big thing of strawberries comes out mm -hmm. for big 
for a good price. I got a huge thing of strawberries. I'm real happy about it. Some blueberries. Got some blueberries. But I don't know. Every, everything here in the city is expensive. So oh, yeah. So I'm going to stick to bananas and apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been really good. I'm I'm so happy about it. But the like diet culture where you use a diet to lose twenty pounds, so then you can eat the shit that you like. That is just so. Uh, like you you change your lifestyle. The end. That's it. You stop eating certain things because they're not good for you, and that's all it is. Well, I think the point of going on a diet is. So that you learn, oh, this this food, like if, if you cut out a bunch of junk food, then at the end, you don't just eat it all again. And almost like you don't want to. Well, for me, you don't. And it only takes three to six months to create that like culture in your body. Those three to six months might suck. But like, yeah, for me, they didn't. But for a lot of people, that's that's where you're like, oh, I really want pizza or whatever it is. Yeah, it's hard. But after that you like you said you don't even really want it and even if you eat it you don't even you're like i mean for me meat right now because i like i said in the past ones i've had a little bit here and there it's like salty and weird and it makes my mouth feel gross it's like i think i want it sometimes but i I really don't you're also you're also eating really dumb meat like hot dogs (laughs) no i had i had a really good prosciutto thing which was that's like it was tasty. I wouldn't count that as real meat. What do you mean? It's cured because it's it's cured cured meat. So what is a good meat? Chicken, like poultry, like well, like yeah. I would say chicken and steak. Steak? No, 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 no. Chork. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Chork pops. Chork pops. Pork chops. So I no steak way better than prosciutto. Tasting wise, no. Health wise. So there's the. The Harvard food plate thing. They, they like reworked the, the food pyramid, you know. And it's actually really interesting. Because they, they put a lot of like wording in there that's that's pretty telling. So the one I think I've talked about before. Because I just saw an article on that specific thing. It said like, stop drinking soda. <laughs> Basically, it said like, yeah. just don't do that. There's no health benefits. And it's not good please stop is basically what it said um you know try to drink more tea and water and then it said limit dairy to one or two a day which is kind of interesting um and then it said for meats it said try to limit like red meats and and try to eat more fruit nuts berries and it said uh lean meats maybe i'm trying to think of the wording uh, but then it's just said, like fish and poultry are really what we should be eating. Kind of interesting. Nothing new. No, but but like nutritionists are people who go to school for this and they should know, okay, that's probably not good for you. You should stop eating bacon and you should stop eating cold cuts, which is what the Harvard one said. Yeah, but definitely cured meats. Those are the dangerous ones. That was not common knowledge to me mm. five years ago. Oh, yeah. It wasn't common knowledge to me two years ago. So we're closing in on a consensus a little bit, right? Yeah. I would say still the vast majority of people don't know those two things. Like you shouldn't eat bacon. It's pretty bad for you. Like there aren't good benefits to eating bacon. But... When you see it on a breakfast plate, it looks like 
a balanced breakfast plate. Like, oh, bacon and eggs. Like, they go together. They're good for you. Like, that's your breakfast. It, it just... Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I used to have this thing, like, for a serving size of cereal. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever fit in the bowl, that had to be a serving. There's no other way. Yeah. So, so if, if it's a bigger bowl? So if it's, like, four cups of cereal. Yeah. Yeah, that's... This is one serving. For portions, I... I just started eating healthier things. I still eat whatever, like, or however much I want. I eat a ridiculous, like, basketball-sized salad, like, almost every day. It's it's just a ton of food, and I eat so much fruit. And all those times you made fun of my salads yeah. at the dining hall. I will apologize every time, because I was wrong. I was so wrong. Yo, I remember one time on Halloween... This girl came up to me out of nowhere and she's like, hey, well, she came over and she was like sitting across with one of her other doofy friends and they were giggling about something. I didn't really care because it was, it was Halloween and I came back from home and it was right before di- the dining hall closed and I thought, yes, get one big meal in. And yeah, this girl came over because I had a huge salad, a bed of spinach greens, a bunch of green peppers, some shredded carrots, broccoli. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some other stuff in there, but it was huge. It was huger than my other plate, and there was a lot of broccoli. A lot of broccoli. Need that fiber. Yeah. Keep me regular. And yeah, this girl came over like, um, are are you going to eat all of that broccoli? (laughs) And? And then I could see her other friend was laughing, and I'm just, I was, yeah, I I am. Really? Yeah, I I can't think of anything else witty to tell you. Just, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was just wondering. <laughs> and they went away. <laughs> At purchase? And then I got to I got to eat my salad very self-consciously. Why self-consciously? Self-righteously. And actually, I felt really good because like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat all of this. And they're just gonna watch and go, oh, he was serious. That's not as fun. I don't even know what they thought. Like, what? They think I was just high and an idiot? I don't know how much salad I can eat. Don't know. (laughs) You don't know how to properly munchie it? So you got a salad with lots of broccoli. Yo, I'll say, with the munchies, I don't really get them. I've got a go-to munchie. I don't know what it is. I mean, I... Blueberries are pretty good, but my go-to frozen is... blueberries, even better. I haven't done that yet. My go-to oh, is you gotta almonds. Do it. Oh yeah. Oh, those are scary. Almonds and and raw almonds, not even like the toasted ones, just raw almonds. I go, I go hard, unsalted, nothing, just almonds. Oh man. Yeah. Cause it'll be such a small bag, and it'll be like eight servings in it. Oh, dude. I don't even know because I get them in bulk. I get a huge bag of them and it's just like a few pounds and I just eat them. I put them in mason jars so I don't even know. Oh, boy. It's scary. This episode is sponsored by Almonds.